0: remember the 5th of November, the gunpowder treason and plot. I know of no reason why this should ever be forgot. Hello there and welcome to another episode of Two Geeks Talk Movies. I'm your host John and with me as always is my co-host Joanne.
1: Hey. Hey,
0: hey there. So how was your Halloween then?
1: It was frightful, how was yours?
0: It was um, boozy. <laughs> <laughs> As it always was. I mean, um, I found on Amazon Prime that they have the entire Elvira's movie, Macabre. And I worked through most of that all through October and Sweet Mother of Jesus. The <laughs> movies on that thing are all, oh, they're abysmal. I mean, Jesus Christ. I don't have the hell that get made in past six episodes. Little one, fucking 30 episodes. Oh. It's, oof, so bad. God, but, no.
1: So I take it your Halloween until St's Day was... Um, long if you were watching them then
0: yeah yeah but we sort of gave up after what was it i like your skin
1: which is an <laughs> abysmal
0: 1972 i think it was mm. a weird ass movie which is a piece of garbage um we sat and watched uh what the fuck did we watch that night i don't think what the hell we watched <laughs> mm. um oh house two which is fun
1: oh wow i have not yeah, seen the second yeah. one
0: no, oh, it's fun. Uh, we sat and watched a thing called Hackle Lantern, which is fucking bizarre and really bad. Uh, it's a 1986-87 it movie about a satanic grandfather who puts a curse on his grandson to become Satan. And he has to kill all his family members and kill his girlfriend to become Satan before the stroke of midnight on Halloween. And it's beyond bizarre. We also watched what the hell's the other thing we watched? I can't remember, if I remember what the other thing was called. That mm. was just abysmal. <laughs> wow. So that was that. i on to this, movie. What movie we're yeah. doing tonight is *V for Vendetta* from 2000 and was it, five or six? I can't remember. Six. Hmm, okay. Then. Now, how many times have you seen this thing? One. Once. I've seen this thing about so, ten times. I mean. I saw this thing when it first came out in cinema and I loved it so I Mm. dragged my ex-boyfriend to it and he was kind of social on it until we went to go see it again and then he loved it and then I saw it in an IMAX theatre, an actual fucking huge ass IMAX theatre and I loved it. I then saw it at the the chamber halls with a live Mm. orchestra and that was bizarre but fantastic uh, and I've seen it on TV multiple times I've seen it on, on DVD multiple times and such so yeah this thing is is one of my top 10 movies I'm going to say mm. so, I mean
1: this, I always had this on DVD just lying about, and just, just to think oh, I'll get round to it, watching it one day because like the rest of the world when it came out I went and bought it on DVD and just never got around to watching it and then mm-hmm. put it on and was like
0: why have I not watched that before? That's be fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I actually rushed out and bought one of the original Viva Vendetta masks before fucking, was it was called Anonymous? Got their mitts on it. Oh,
1: yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, one of the ones with the actual, like, the yellow face, sort of yellowy mm. white face and the pink cheeks and all that such. And it's been hanging on my walls since 2006. So, yeah. Yeah. Go me. <laughs> um mm-hmm. Let me see. I tried reading the graphic novel, but it was too dense. And I went, ugh, no, I'll stick to the movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I remember seeing it in a comic shop for 95 quid. I was like, fuck off. <laughs> wow. You know, I mean, if you read it, no. No. No, no. Maybe up to your, up your end of the woods. But to me, it was a bit too dense. I'm like, mm, no, you're all right. And I wasn't paying a hundred quid for a fucking comic book you know
1: <laughs> mm, maybe oh. i didn't actually know it was a comic book until yeah. you yeah. said that but when i was watching it i was like yeah that feels like every other graphic novel i've ever read so
0: yeah it's a graphic might novel
1: a, might be something for me to track down
0: yeah it was written in the late 80s i think it was mid 80s and it's up there against thatcherism so there we have it okay. now what can i say about this thing like i says i've seen this thing many 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 times and i've seen this thing as i say to you twice in imax mm-hmm. and this thing the bigger the screen the better i see because the explosions and the the music hits you like a fucking lead brick to the face wow. <laughs> it's just i mean i saw an orchestra playing live orchestra play and that was fucking well i mean that blew my socks off i was like hell
1: wow I mean,
0: that was just incredible wow uh, it does look
1: like one of those ones that would be, you know, fun. I mean, I listened to it with headphones when I watched it, and yeah, that was, you know, enough. I was like, yeah, took my headphones off for a second. I was like, no, you really need to
0: the
1: sound
0: mm. up close to yes really yes. appreciate it oh good okay. god gotcha. okay. yeah yeah i mean i love this movie so much i actually dragged some of my college friends to brag the fuck out of this movie and i watched it and it blew their fucking socks off now <laughs> i don't usually see movies multiple times in cinema no. unless it's a very select few i mean i think it's like six i can count five or six off the top of my head i mean then being Scream 4, sadly, because I couldn't believe how bad it was and I dragged you to it. Nightmare on should remake, again, I couldn't believe how bad it was. I had to drag my, my partner to it, which was fucking abysmal. And The Bush Bars I've seen it like four times in the cinema. Rocky Horror Picture or about five times in the cinema. <clears> and Beautiful and Dead <throat> about, let's see, five, four or five times. I've lost wow. count, actually.
1: I don't think I've ever seen anything more than one in a cinema, like good and one running of it in a cinema like if it come mm. and you know how those cinemas do like special or comeback after another part of it coming out, then I'll go see it then again, but I don't think I've ever went or oh, such and such a on at a cinema, let' like go for the ninth time and
0: watch it, mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah yeah I might say it's, it's very rare movies that I do that for um, mm. but the ones I do do it for I either hate it because it's ridiculous or I love them because they're so precious you know such as um, Donnie Darko I saw Donnie Darko three times in cinema wow uh, and I love that movie it's one of my top ten movies also um, And I, saw <laughs> I don't the-
1: think I've ever got fully over the impact that movie had on me
0: oh watch it again
1: oh
0: yeah um, and then watch it again.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. I think I've got about seven seven more rewatches before it starts to make sense. Mm,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I watch the uh, the sequel and then forget about that one instantly because it's fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, like I say, as well, the movie I've seen multiple Oh, the Bose Bros, I think I saw it like three times in the cinema mm. um, over the years. Not like back to back, but over the years. And I may as do that sometime next year. I'm not sure. I'll get back to that one. Ah. Oh, yes. And as I say to Rocky Horror Picture Show, about four or five times this summer over the years. So,
1: yeah, I've seen that multiple times this In fact, more, I'm pretty sure more than once I've seen it with you.
0: Ah, uh, i pretty sure I'm- you- <laughs> <laughs>
1: More than likely. Mm. Uh, but, yeah. I mean, God, yeah, I'm to out anything. Not the very few I've seen more than once.
0: Mm. So, Mhm. Mm-hmm. all right then let's dig into this thing with the nuts yep. and bolts now unfortunately i forgot to look up the bloody budget of this thing so could you look it up for us while i um yeah we'll do do the do your
1: thing.
0: right then the cast we have natalie portman hugo weaving stephen ray stephen fry and john hurt directed by james mcteague so defend the the budget yet
1: Yes, this had a budget of fifty four million USD. Mm-hmm. And if you give me one second, I will tell you how much it made. <laughs> it made a hundred and thirty-two and a half million.
0: million she's wow. not bad. That's not bad at all. That's not bad at all. Okay then let's go on to the actual uh, mm. plot. <clears throat> In the not-too-distant future, which I think is actually past, mm. a uh, totalitarian, that's a big word, I can't fucking say right, <laughs> uh, Britain is ran for Iron Fist, a shadow figure known as V, wearing a Guy Fox mask, has planned on tuning this on November the 5th. He first helps, then kidnaps a young woman, then gives... Every person in Britain uh a same mask as he's got on. So will Evie, as a young woman he helped, help his plot or will she indeed turn V in? Can this Nazi S government be toppled? And will V free Britain? Find out here. So hmm, that's a kinda off the cuff kinda <laughs> um, plot. Like I said, yeah, this I think this is supposed to be set in 2020.
1: Is it not 2030
0: something? Yeah, I think they changed it for the movie. Ah. But in the comic book, I think it's like 2020 or something like that. So, hmm. Because remember, the, the, the comic book was written in 1980. I think it was like 84 or something like that.
1: Ah, right, okay, so yeah.
0: That would have been like the distant future or something. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, And basically, Britain is under fucking Iron Fist. Kind of as like today, actually. Hmm.
1: Well, yeah. It's a bit. Uh, for the first thing, I know about it was how close to current event it is. Mm, mm,
0: mm, mm. I mean, think I mean, about, it. about it. Ever since the lockdowns have happened, how much power the government now has over you? You know, yeah. I mean, you can't go to certain things, showing this. You can't wear this. You have to wear a mask. Blah 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 blah. It's like, oh, Kieran, how much power has the government stole from us over the past eighteen months?
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, exactly exactly and how much fear have they put in i mean there'll be there'll be millions of people all over the world but even here in Britain there'll be mil there'll be millions of people who are scared now to leave the house because mm-hmm. so the government has literally got them to the point where you know they just they stay and they're like right never leaving the house again yeah
0: that's good, they're got of running shadow basically yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's a bloody joke. Okay. So so this movie opens up on a voiceover from Natalie Portman. Um, I'm sorry, but what's your thoughts on Natalie Portman, by the way?
1: The opening?
0: Um no, 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 your thoughts on Natalie Portman herself as an actress?
1: That is the only thing I've ever really seen of them where she stood out to me and I thought, actually, she had it acting. Hmm. I have seen her in um like Black Swan and thing and yeah she was good in them but she wasn't like you know I didn't sit up and take notice of her ability put it that mm-hmm. way.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. That, but I mean to I me mean, she completely, she completely wh- ruined the Star Wars uh trilogy, mm. the people trilogy, and she's kinda wishy washy in the Thor movies. Yeah. So this one I see is one of her best movies. I mean, I haven't seen her entire back catalogue sort of stuff, but I would say this is one of her better movies. Oh,
1: definitely, uh, definitely, she's definitely better than nothing much she's been in anything
0: else. Mm-hmm. 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 As I said, so she um, reads or actually dictates to us um, the events. Of 1605 by Guy Fox who tried to block the House of parliament hence the fifth of November right gave off at the start of the podcast. Now, uh, what' do you think of this opening?
1: I think it's good. Uh, it gives us a good insight as to what we are in for really um, and uh, I'm a sucker for history, so I like the fact that you know they stuck guy Fox and they got most of the password on it. And they stuck the rhyme in that we all grew up singing when about the fifth of November. So,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I love the fact how he is tortured for what was it? Was it nearly a year he was tortured for? Yeah.
1: Uh,
0: he was starved and then he was on a rack, and ultimately yeah. he was hung. Um, apparently he was treated so badly his signature went from a neat Guy Fox to a barely strained, almost entire page Guy Fox signature because yeah. he was so mistreated mm-hmm. and all this because he was against the catholic king
1: yeah, yeah. Right. and know all, all of that because he he planned and almost committed um high treason mm-hmm. yes but yes. yeah all of that because he didn't want a catholic king
0: mm-hmm. or didn't want a, a power hungry catholic king You know. well maybe. yeah I think that's, that's more of a problem. So that flashes the title, V for Vendetta. And we then see V, played by Hugo Weaving, getting dressed as on a TV. We have a racist and fascist TV anchor who spouts out garbage about how America's on its knees and how us Brits should throw the the, the, the meaningless offerings into the Thames. Take that, you bloody bastards. Not sure. mm. He is a Louis uh, I think that's his name, played by Roger Allum. So what yeah. do
1: you think about this guy? Uh the character I I couldn't stand him and he got a mm. cut and high cheered. Um mm-hmm. but you know, I've seen him in a few other things. Not a bad actor. He does okay, doesn't yes, yes. he? Mm-hmm.
0: I mean in Maybe this it. he plays the complete loudmouth asshole to a explain- yeah.
1: You oh know, God I mean, yeah, he got this character down, hasn't he? He's just so believable as the character, you could uh you I caught myself having to think for a minute, you know, some of the some of the things he was saying in and I mean, he was so convincing that I found myself thinking, I hope you're just acting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I
0: mean, you he's, know, he's, some
1: of that it's a bit offensive to the right person watching it, you know.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, he has that whole um mm-hmm. what the hell's that guy? That annoying American right winger that was banned off everything what the hell's his name i can't remember his name off the top of my head um no the the, the the pudgy one the sort of bald pudgy one i can't remember his fucking name off the top of my head
1: oh god i have no idea and i can hear our american listener grooming his name at us now but I'm not uh, gone
0: anyway, on. So, so what do you think of hugo weaving as v
1: oh god he is fantastic isn't he? Um, <laughs> From the very first second he was on screen, he had me met my
0: wife. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love the fact how you don't see his face at all in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yet he hasn't used his, his body language to mime, so to speak. His yeah. emotions and such. And you get so much emotion from that mask. It's like it's like the Michael Myers mask. You get so much emotion from that mask. It's just a plain white mask.
1: Yeah, uh, exactly. There was times where I... Coppola's thinking, hold on a minute, he's wearing a mask yet yeah. I know what he what emotion he's betraying and you can't see, like you say, you can't even see his eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, he does an outstanding job in this.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. So then across town we meet Evie, played by Natalie Portman, and uh, she turns off her te- TV in utter disgust for a late night tete a tete, and... Right there, I'm going, sweetheart, you are fucked, love. Because mm. didn't they see on the TV there's, like, a curfew and such? And I'm going, ooh, dear, yep. oh, dear. Yep. I mean, hmm. Yeah. Uh, I also got down here in my notes. Did Donald Trump take notes while watching this movie? Because pretty much this guy spews out his entire stick about how he's a racist. He's a fascist. He wants the power. He talks shit about, hope, about the gays and did so, Trump use this as, a, as his hate speech campaign stuff? The whole, no, he, he make, must
1: have done.
0: Mm, Let's make America great again, or, or in this case, let's make Britain great again, so, hmm. Mm.
1: I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure he got his whole inauguration speech from the movie, let's face it.
0: Mm, mm, exactly, exactly. I mean, honestly, bloody well, God. And yet he's supposed to be running for president again in 2024, or should we, hmm. Disasters. Oh, well, hell, Mhm, all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, back to the movie. It's now past yeah. curfew as Evie is cornered by the so-called Fingermen, which is the secret police, I think, the SS. Mm. Uh, and they're basically ran by the iron-fisted government. I mean, what the hell is this thing? Could this actually happen in today's Britain?
1: And what men in power, men, men of authority, you and hiding behind a badge to abuse. I
0: mean
1: it mm, mm. has been happening in Britain a hell of a lot. Well, and it ha happened all over the world, sadly, but
0: yeah. But I'm thinking about this um extreme. I mean, the whole well, you can't go outside after a certain time and you can't watch this, you can't see this, you can't just get just da da da. Would Britain actually allow that to happen? I mean I
1: would I would like to think we Brits are more sensible and more independently minded um, than to let this happen, but like we were just saying about, you know, the power the government seems to be able to, you know, control, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. You know are
1: from, I mean, apart from the police or naked the fingermen patrolling the streets you know they mm-hmm. always are some that are letting are letting you know that much power into their life so
0: although insane that uh, is the Twitter of cancel culture just as bad as this fascist thing because they're telling you what you can and cannot say and yeah. this is exactly what this movie is on about what you can and cannot say
1: yeah and so, we mm-hmm. thought we have spoke about this um and when we meet up, and yeah, candle culture is definitely, they've definitely been taking a few pointers from the film, but, you know, the film's awesome, but it's awful, I can't stand it, they, you know, they, they seem to be getting offended by everything and therefore <laughs> cancelling it, and it's like, no, that's not how it works, just because you don't like something from, you know, 20 years ago, they don't mean to say that that wasn't acceptable 20 years ago and no one found any harm in it.
0: Yeah, I mean, as Stephen Fry said himself, if everything is, um what was again? If everything is offensive, then nothing is offensive. Yeah. Because ultimately you'll find offence in absolutely fucking anything and everything. So what's the point of being offended?
1: Yeah, exactly. And I get, you know, the like, we all go through life, you know, where you see one thing on TV and you take a tiny little bit of offence. I Am I going to kick up a dorm and try to get an answer? No, I'm going to move on with it because I'm a rational human, be- human being and like you've just said, you know, basically you can't have, you can't go through life and not be offended by anything. That's not how life works. Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, exactly. exactly. I mean... The problem with today's generation is they've been more coddled into their life, and they've mm-hmm. had people on Twitter and Tumblr and Instagram and various other things tell them how great they are, how special they are, and how unique you are, how small arc And this is why there's now fucking twenty five point nine trillion fucking genders and sexualities.
1: Yeah, and then when on, someone says that's not how the real life is, or no, that's not right, they then uh, the whole count cancel culture. Uh, Literally the the new age version of a child throwing a dummy out the tram. Mhm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, or mean, a I mean, toddler
1: yeah. just drop into this floor and taking a full-on tantrum.
0: Uh, temper tantrum. Yes. Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, I've been called a right winger because I am not PC. You know, I mean, I don't give a rush I will hate on anybody and everything. Yeah. <laughs> give a fuck.
1: Look, I, I have a, I have a plaque on my house that, um, my, actually, come in my front door that say, well, "You know, we don't discriminate in this house. We hate everyone equally." And that's my impression in life. I like, I don't discriminate. I don't care what you are or who, who you are if you identify as a donkey with four legs and three tails. But you know, when you go about going, "I that's wrong, that's wrong," and you know, they try to can. Like for example, one of my favourite sitcoms in the world, which I will not name. I went to watch, I couldn't be bothered walking the three, you know, the three steps from my living room to my bedroom to get the DVD copy. So I found it online, watched it, and it come up with a, a basically a bad language warning. And I was like, there's not one way word in there. And then I realised uh, uh, the, the, um, at uh, the land was used at the time that we don't, wasn't seen as wearing then and it certainly isn't now, but there's someone out there that took offence to it and I was like, are you taking the, you know, comedy?
0: I was about to say, last year I watched uh, Dirty Harry for the first time in ages and mm. I watched it on, uh, on Sky TV and they have censored it. They have blurred out various words. I'm going, yes, this this is extreme language, and yes, it's it's Mm. not PC at all. But that was the point of Dirty Harry. He wasn't fucking PC. He was uh, an in-your-face complete arsehole who hated everybody. And hated everybody the same. But they have actually censored the bloody movie. And I'm going, what the fuck? I mean...
1: What the hell? I mean... My my mother was watching something online yesterday, and it came up on it. Uh, it came up like a warning and said the language and behaviour used in the hair all the time. And I was like, yeah, this, I think it was some movie. I couldn't remember the name because I wasn't interested enough to look at it. But um, I was like, yeah, but this movie for twenty thirty years old. So of course the language and behaviour used by mainly the men in the movie are. Completely different to what you get now.
0: Mhm. Yeah, exactly. Wow. I mean, uh, this is a complete other body joke. I mean, yes, some things should have been stopped, and yes, some things should have been taken mm. down, and yes, some things did be changed, but do we have to change absolutely fucking everything?
1: Yeah. This exactly. super
0: soft, super PC, super cotton wooled, super perfect little world that is, is so stretchy you can barely move, you can barely breathe. I mean, it's like, yeah. No.
1: I, think it, I think as soon as, um, the cancel culture gets their head around the fact that A, the world doesn't revolve around fucking them, and B, that you know what, there was a time where let's face it, women had to be subservient to men um, at well, of the age so therefore anything from that era or depicting that era is going to portray them like that and B, you know, watch repeating views up 24 hours a day and sometimes some TV show reflect that truthfully, once they get their head around that and stop um, stop being offended by everything, you know, then I think the world will start to feel a little bit brighter mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. a little bit less like it cl- slowly closing in and sucking all the air out of me.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've said this for the past five or six years now. I think what the extreme... Left wing, uh, which mm. is all this cancer culture shit and all this STW crap, mm. is actually ran by right wingers. Because think about it if they get uh, wild up and offensive, it's a things get banned, left right and centre, and the right wing goes, Oh my god, seal the fighters!" and they're getting more and more power. So mm. I'm thinking, are they using the extreme extremists on the left wing to get the right wing more power? That could
1: work, <laughs> that may have plenty of sense
0: mm. mm. I anyway, mean, let's back to this movie. So yeah, let's
1: saying, go before cancel culture comes after us.
0: I'll bring it on, Christ. I mean, I remember I was called a homophobic homo.
1: Oh, I've been called that. It's like,
0: how uh, the uh, fuck uh, do you look at out? Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. Maybe once a week, so, so Evie is now trapped in uh, a dead-end alley with the fingermen trying to rape her, which is... Mm. Yeah. Thankfully, V comes out the shadows, and there's a flash of a knife here, and a rhyme here, there, everywhere, and the fingermen are now taken down in a matter of seconds, as he then slashes his symbol, the V symbol, on a piece of propaganda, using every single V word in English dictionary, which I won't go on, because it goes on for fucking ten minutes, and I can't be asked doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and he then helps up a terrified Evie, he then takes her to the rooftops of London and shows her the old Bailey building, which she blows up in spectacular style to the 1812 Overture.
1: Hmm.
0: And I swear to God, when I first saw that in the cinema, I nearly fucking blew my socks off. That was like, whoa, the boy up the, the old Bailey um, court. Yeah,
1: God, when I, when I saw that, um, when I saw that, I think my eyes just about popped out my head. I was like, my mm. God, that effect, effect it's amazing. Mm. I mean, it's strange to see the old Bailey blown into a million rain, but, you know, the effect was convincing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As fireworks fly, it's midnight on 5th of November. So we now have fireworks night <laughs> again.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: So it then cuts to the party leader, Adam Suttler played brilliantly by the late John Hurt mm. in a role reversal from 1984, which is another great but slightly depressing movie, which I haven't actually cover. I'm not sure, hmm.
1: mm.
0: where John Hurt plays the hero of 84. and this one, he's playing the villain of Viva Vendetta. Yeah. As we see on a huge screen, he chews out his underlings, Creedy, played by Tim Pickett-Smith, who is the head of the finger man, uh, Dascomic his name is, played by Ben Miles, who is the head of the only TV network in Britain, the mm-hmm. BTN. And finally, Finch, played by Stephen Ray, the head of the police, or Scot- New Scotland Yard at least. So what do you think of these people?
1: They are completely unlikable. Although I'm saying that, um, what is his name? The guy that we see at the very end. With Evie um, He is You know he, he kind of feels to me Like he's stuck between a rock and a hard play mm-hmm. Yes um, Exactly You know jo- John Hart is amazing But her character uh, Completely Yeah I found myself Hating that man If it was on green. You know mm-hmm. And the other hello they had their part to play They kind of felt You know, secondary. I know they were physically, but they kind
0: of Mm. felt secondary. uh, secondary Actually, actually, I'm not sure. I I think Creedy is the ultimate power behind the throne, so to speak. I mean, Mm. uh, Saddler is the the figurehead, but Mm. I think Creedy is the real power behind the the throne, so to speak.
1: Ah, almost. um, Suttler, the puppet, and Creedy, the puppet. Yes, yes. That, yes, yeah, that yeah. dynamic, um,
0: yeah, makes And I think the, the, the Daz Combe guy is just a weasel. He just wants the power. He wants the money to control yeah. Britain. That's all he wants. He's just a fucking sellout like, douchebag. But as you said, Finch, the head of the New Scotland Yard, I think he's wants to do the, the right thing, but isn't sure what the right thing is because he's been told so much crap.
1: Yeah. You can so, almost hear him as the movie goes on changing, how he feels toward mm-hmm. Not V, but V course. Yes, exactly. You exactly. know. Yeah. So by the spoiler, alert, but at the end he, he lets blow up um, the house of parliament. So.
0: Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So they come up with a cover story about how the blowing up of the old Bailey building was a stunt, and <laughs> everything is okay. And also they banned 1812 Overture. Well, the hunt down V, uh, yeah, because the British public were that stupid enough to follow that one. Oh, it was going to get pulled down, so put up in great style. Bollocks, I mean.
1: Yeah, I uh, like how the little, the little girl just, done, just said that out loud. She's like, bollocks.
0: <laughs> yeah, she just goes, bollocks, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I love how, uh, obviously, how acidic this movie actually is, you know, oh. how nobody actually listens to the shit, but the whole crowd, the whole mob mentality has taken over Britain, as it says, the whole can- can- uh, uh, cancel culture mentality has yeah. taken over the world. And this this whole mob mentality took over Britain.
1: Yeah. And it
0: slowly changed over the year. So, hmm. Mm. So then we see the BT Tower, or as it's now called, the BTN Tower, as it reports, the... PR spin on old building getting blown up which no one office actually fucking believes and I wonder, it makes me think how many of these news reports are giving out daily do the anchors actually believe the, what they're spewing out mm,
1: good point probably none like now when the news comes on how, how much of it do we believe and how much of it is just taken with a very large pinch of such salt
0: Mm-hmm. yes exactly exactly I mean Jesus Christ Fox network spins it to fuck and these mm. other networks spin it and various other things it's all about PR and all this malarkey yeah, yeah. I would take everything with a large grain of salt so hmm. absolutely so at Scotland Yard Finch and his partner Dominic played by Rupert Graves find out everything about Evie's past and it's very troubling which we'll bring up later on
1: yeah
0: meanwhile back at the BTN office uh, Evie brings Dietrich, played by Stephen Fry, his afternoon tea as she explains why she took him up the night before and I'm going, wait a minute here they two were supposed to be dating? Ooh, Kieran!
1: Okay yeah, I, yeah that was a bit um, out of the blue
0: mm. I mean what, what did you say if uh, he's supposed to be about 25 or something?
1: Oh god, yeah, easily
0: and Stephen Fry's what in his, what was it, his 50s, would you say? 55, 60? I mean, yeah. Mm,
1: mm. I'm not saying like older. I don't think it, I'm not sure who gave him the meant to be dating, but she was meant to have a date with him.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which makes me wonder why he put her out on the streets after curfew. I'm going, you must have known she was going to get in trouble with the men. so hmm.
1: Yeah. But then again, it begs the question of how many other people in the country during this movie are breaking curfew and not getting caught.
0: Oh, that's true. I mean, I was that. Look how fast they approached Evie and pinned her down, almost almost raping really? her, as it says. I mean, how fast it pulled out the. Uh, the batons to beat her over on face and she sprayed the guy in the face and oh my god that's assault oh my god your finger man no please I did not know sort of stuff and I'm going yeah mate you're trigger happy you son of a bitch I suppose it wasn't a fucking gun yeah
1: definitely good
0: <laughs> anyway so at her flat Finch and Dominique find out everything about Evie that she works for B- BTN and she has everything Uh, sorry back at her office rather Evie has a delivery phone from V, it's his masks and outfits. And I'm going, ooh, Kieran, how did he get that outfit done so fast? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: saying so, that outlet looked later on in the movie that he had been planning a whole event for 20 years. So, oh, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. 20 years of planning. But they all, by the end, when we see them all on the relevant people, they're all in different shapes and they're all in different sizes. So I'm like, hmm.
0: How'd you get the sizes so precise when I mean, you didn't know who was gonna put them on? Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. It. It's a um, little plot point. Looks like whoopsie, you know, sort of. Yeah. Anyway, so what was I? Yes, Finch and Dominic found out everything about Evie's past: that her mother and father were political activists and were jailed when she was twelve, which led to her being placed in juvenile detention mm-hmm. until she was seventeen. So they now think she's a fucking political terrorists and it's like oh for god's sake seriously <laughs> she's, she's in the shit basically
1: yeah
0: so back at the btn tower in mox v wearing a suicide vest as the police show up armed to the fucking teeth something we would never happen in britain because we no. don't have guns in britain well we do have a, a swat team in britain but i don't think ordinary coppers have guns
1: <laughs> no they don't no we're the only, we're one of the only countries in the world where our robbers have guns, but a police that initially turn up
0: don't. Mm, yeah, 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 exactly. So V walks into the main studio with more boxes of the outfits and sets off the fire alarm, which causes the fucking place to go into chaos, which I can't watch mm. that scene, actually. Mm. As Evie gets caught up in it, she's almost arrested by Finch, but she gets away and hides in her office. As V hacks the broadcast of his message for the people saying it was ultimately their own fault that things have gotten this bad. They caused it because they believed the lies. It's their own problems that caused mm-hmm. the, the, how bad Britain got. And I'm thinking this is very true, actually, because how much shit have we swallowed over the years? You know?
1: Yeah. Exactly. And people say that now about the pandemic as well. They say, you know, if you believe the pandemic, how bad is that, then it is that. And like, well, you know, unfortunately billions of people have died so from it, so it can't all be in their head. can't all be propaganda, you mm.
0: know? Yeah, but it's, it's ultimately fueled and flamed by the press and the media.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. So
0: mm, are, There's that thing. So he tells them that... He, they must stand by him on the 5th of November the following year outside Parliament's, Parliament and rise up against the tyranny. And at one point, I was stopping a round of applause. (laughs) (laughs) Peter!
1: Peter, I was just uh, sitting, watching it, just slowly clapping my hands.
0: Mm. Oh, my God. So, finally, they break into the main studio with uh discom filming the entire thing on a little camera handy he does use a camera hmm? mm. uh the police shoot and kill someone in the view as a smoke machine fills the room and panic ensures as you do i mean why not i mean this is why british cops don't have guns because they're fucking trigger happy <laughs> that
1: is why i'm glad they don't have guns because again trigger happy
0: Hmm. Mm. I mean, look at America, for crane There's, like, umpteen uh, shootings by police and ultimately caused that BLM stuff, which I'm not talking about, what, if I fucking barge pole, you know, so... Yep. Um, but like I says, if they didn't have guns, what would they use? Oh, I don't know. How about non-lethal weapons?
1: Yeah, non-lethal, exactly. Mm. I mean, we use them, not a regular police, but we do have a squad dedicated to them. Mm-hmm. Not at all, non mm-hmm. so, You know? I don't even believe in those um tasers, because they're you know, what if somebody what if the person you're tasing has got a dodgy heart and you just taste them and that's them dead? Well, you that's, true, that's You know.
0: True. That's very, very true. So moving hmm, on safely So the man dies on camera and basically Finch finds out everybody in the room is wearing a V mask and they have no idea who the real V is. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, uh, V has, con- has booby-trapped a control room with TNT. As outside the studio, V makes his escape with a fury of knives and a bit of violence here and everywhere, and takes down the armed police, leaving only Dominic to try to stop V. And I'm like, oh my God, as Evie sprays him in the face of the mace <laughs> instead of getting stabbed by the knives. I love that one. She just goes... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as the two them make escape... So, there's more P- P- PR spin crap that V is now dead, as the footage is now shown to a disbelieving public. So, the seeds of doubt has now been planted,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is amazing. One TV report and seeds of doubt have now planted and spread, and am going yeah. to take more than one news report, going to take about a dozen or so. so. I
1: yeah. mean... Yeah, I, I imagine it would take, you know, we can't all be that gullible. Mm. I imagine it would take you know, two or three before you take going, oh, there might be some truth to that. Not one of a figure you've never seen before. And not how we have been planting propaganda on the streets and things mm. like that. No, nothing, first thing you hear of him, bam, he's on the TV and suddenly he's the new messiah they believe everything this he says. Yeah, exactly.
0: I, I mean, I'm going I know the Britain's public is supposed to be Gull was fucking this movie but would it really be that quick to, to oh my god he's not dead or oh my god he's right we stand up and go against the government uh, no it would be that right fast it would take at least a couple of months if not yeah, years so, exactly mm, mm. But I anyway. mean you know,
1: there's a limit to our gullible, and it's not that in short you know
0: Mm. Mm. And it's amazing how slow change takes, uh, unless it's, it's for the bad, you know. Yeah, <laughs> so exactly. mm, mm. so next morning, Evie wakes up in V's hideout surrounded by books and other things that were being banned. She then explores the place, finding out the forbidden things, including the Guy Fox statue and a jukebox full of <laughs> golden oldies.
1: Yep. Yeah. Uh, and no, a collection of dead butterflies and things. Well, I was like, can't see why the government would have wanted to ban them, but okay. It
0: would be animal cruelty, I suppose, you know. I mean,
1: Peter. And maybe you banning museums in general because it was all museum relics they had, anyhow. The mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But like I say, is cancel culture is canceling things left, right, and centre, so. Mm-hmm why not just shut down all the museums and all the art galleries and go take all your stuff back we don't want it i mean this stuff is
1: because to shut down any of the museum in scotland they'd have to get through my cold dead body for yeah
0: yeah yeah Yeah. i mean it's it's moving on so (laughs) he explains evie's life as she knows it is about to change as he has to keep her there for a year minimum which does not sit with her at all. She then tries to storm off, which is right by the way because she, she sits of his house, she's shot in the head, you yeah. know, or, or bagged I mean, and took away.
1: Yeah. I mean, technically, yeah, the way he puts puts as you know, I'm kidnapping you for a year. But, you know, a point, you know, they have cameras and, you know, fire equipment everywhere. So mm-hmm. one foot out, one step outside that house, and yeah, like you say, bam, carry
0: yeah, 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 she's either shot in the head or she's bagged and took away to a, a concentration camp. So, so yeah. okay then. Plus you just know for a fact someone the, the public would grasp her up and have fucking drop a hat, but you know for crying
1: out.
0: Yeah, okay. she's over there. Mm, mm, yeah. Mm. So back at Scotland Yard, Finch stomach found out more about Evie's past that both her parents died in prison and her brother died of. Uh, the St. Mary's viral outbreak, which I'm getting coronavirus from. Hmm. <laughs> Conspiracy yeah, theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, moving on swiftly because that's a hush hush nush. No <laughs> 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 so the next morning, V fires, sorry, fries up. I've got fires up for some reason. <laughs> fries up Evie a breakfast of egg in a hole, which I have never actually had. You ever had that before, no? No. No, no, right. Really. I mean, mind you, I can't stand eggs, so... <laughs> uh, mind you, must... I can't stand fried bread, so mm.
1: no.
0: It must be an English thing, because I've never seen it before, except for this movie, so maybe it's a posh English thing? I have no idea. Um, maybe? I have no idea
1: either.
0: I mean, it's basically, it's a thick slice of bread, which is fried in a frying pan. In the middle of it sits a perfectly fried egg. It's yeah, so it's almost butter. like... Yeah, it's
1: almost like the... They cut the circle out, crack the egg into the middle of the bread in the pan, or whatever, um, and fry it in butter, and then just turn it to cook the opposite side.
0: Mm-hmm. I love the fact I mean,
1: it makes... sounds disgusting, mind you, but... Mm,
0: yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Like I said, I'm not That's a great fan of eggs at the best of times, and I mean that version. <laughs> yeah. I love the fact how V says he stole the butter from Sutter. I love that one. Just to stick it to him, you know. <laughs> So bad.
1: But it made it made me wonder, like, I, like how bad is the government where you know they're stealing but- butter? I mean, I don't eat butter. They can take all the butter from the world and throw it in the ocean. For maybe not in the ocean, that's the animal cruelty to the marine. Like, dig a hole and bury it for all I care. But yeah, I was like, hold on a minute. They're not even allowed butter on the toast. I mean,
0: come mm-hmm. so on. <laughs> not yeah, real yeah.
1: butter anyway.
0: Yeah, I mean that doesn't bother me at all because I'm not a good fan of butter because it's too fucking hard and it's a pain and ass to spread, not a crap. But what real pisses me off is in the movie, which I'll get to as we mm-hmm. are discussing it. So V then quotes something from Macbeth that let's slip, she's always uh wanted to be an actor. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm going Okay then. Anyway, he quotes to her, quote, people shouldn't be afraid of their governments, governments should be afraid of their people, and Evie tells him his plan will not work because the people are too terrified, and I'm going maybe she's right actually, I mean one, as you said, one news broadcast and they're going to go, oh my god, it's all fake so I'm not sure
1: Yeah, he was kind of putting all his eggs in one basket, wasn't he that it was going to work, I mean that he didn't need all of the you know, that blowing up the house, that, sorry, the old Bailey was going to be enough to get them on side. Like, he really should have been doing her prep beforehand as well to make sure that they were really going to go, yeah, this guy might have, have a point.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is one broadcast. I mean, why can't V not hack into this um, uh, television station? And continually broadcast Time, 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 time again Or just one broadcast
1: Yeah, and it's not, it doesn't even Hack in, he He bursts his way into the, mm. the The made it filmed and makes them You know, him and them But yeah, why couldn't he not find a way To, if he can find a way To let a face it, do all the stuff He's been doing for 20 years and they Catch him, everything else You know, surely he could have found some way of hacking into that and mm-hmm. recording that that his you know his messages let's say every month but randomly throughout the month um mm-hmm. to you know kinda get people on side, yeah.
0: You know? Yes, exactly. Exactly. I mean mm. So he then explains to Evie that he plans to kill uh, Prothero that night. As he's watching him on TV, and I'm going, okay then. Also, I love this little universal remote, um, come cell phone thing mm. that they have, and I'm going, okay then. Is this a new iPhone product? <laughs> 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 so we then find out he is indeed Commander Prothril. He's a dark and dirty underhanded bastard who ran experimental death camps all throughout britain that created mm-hmm. v himself mm-hmm. and i'm going wow they had constitution camps in britain really
1: no mm.
0: although mm. i love the fact how they only experimented on gays and lesbians because there's underclass citizens yeah that pissed me off that did i mean i was like nope yeah. Mm.
1: That, that that struck on earth with me as well, that like, I was almost tempted to turn it off and just be like, yeah, the minute I saw the, the uh, experiment, I stopped watching. You
0: know? mm. Mm. So Finch, Finch. is awakened from his sleep with the report that Prophero is dead. As we see uh, the body with one single red rose on top of him. So V killed him. He killed him of the shower, to me. Yes. I think he kills him. Yeah, he's, he's in the shower and he slips in the shower and he, he, he um injects the poison into him. Uh-huh. So, yeah, yeah. So, Evie is then awoken from her sleep as V is fencing a suit of armour while watching The Count of Monte Cristo. His favourite movie. Have you all seen that before? No. No, neither have I. So, hm. there we that one.
1: I just love how he fencing with the... the against that, you know uh coat of armour and he's um, quoting the movie and then he goes she he will obviously wake her up and she he's like she's looking at him like pissed and he's like, sorry I didn't wait you did that and I'm like uh why don't you just take a frying pan and a spoon and walk round the house banging it in you and then go, sorry I didn't wake you up, did
0: I? Mm, yeah, I love that one. Yeah I'm going room, can you make it any louder if you try
1: exactly. <laughs> mm. Easy, Exactly right.
0: God. So on TV, it reports uh, Prothero's death, and Evie starts to quiz V, asking, Did he kill him? And he flat out tells that he did. Also, his reason why that no court in England would have tried him because he will not stand justice because Britain is corrupt and disgusting from the Mm. the rotten from the core. Mm. And I'm thinking, just how much power does this party have?
1: Well, they seem to be the only political party in Britain at the time, so,
0: you mm. know. I mean, didn't they say they been in power for 20 plus years? Yes. So, hmm, hmm. which isn't unheard of in Britain, because wasn't <laughs> Thatcher in power for, what, 19 years? God, yeah. So, hmm, hmm. We so still
1: have in- our party running the country.
0: Well, that's fair. Hmm. we swiftly. So, back at New Scotland Yard... Uh, Finch does some digging into Prothero, finding out he ran death camps and has his fingers in many, many pies, including illegal drug companies, making him millions, if not billions of pounds. So he's a dirty bastard.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Mm. He's as corrupt as they come. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. And Finch has to try to do more digging, but it stopped at every single turn. Again, See? how much power does this government have if it stops even the chief of police?
1: (laughs) Yeah, Mm. exactly.
0: So later on that night, Evie is watching, sorry, Evie's uh, backstory is, is shown again. As her brother died of St Mary's viral outbreak, that her father was a writer and both parents became political after their son's death. At least they rioted. And later that night, the finger showed up and black-bagged them both and dragged them off as Evie hid under a bed, or to be dragged out and taken to a, a, a care home. I'm going, that's pretty dark stuff, is it not? Yeah, that that was,
1: you know, that was quite, that was quite brutal even to watch.
0: Mm, mm mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, I just love the fact how, these fingermen have all the power. To just bag you and drag you away, and that's you noticing again. So sort of, sort of, I'm going.
1: Oof. Yeah, I was like, uh, you know, even the even even people during the Holocaust, were, you know, were led to believe they were going somewhere, quote unquote, nicer, you know, and got to walk onto the train. Although we don't see what mode of transport they're put in, but you know, mm. with a black bag over the head, and that's you out.
0: Yeah, I'm guessing they were they were dragged into black SUVs and took them to God knows where yeah. to be tested on, I'm guessing so maybe on we way. Mm-hmm. So after that she tells him she wants to help him. Also she wishes she wasn't afraid all the time that she was as strong, if not stronger than he is. Yeah, love. What's your what was it? Don't get your blessings or something like that. what you wish for. What is it? What's
1: what you wish for?
0: Yeah. Mm, careful what you wish for, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for Yeah, That's, that's what i for there. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so going back to the tax office, Finch finally finds records. He finds out that there was a priest that ran a concentration camp called Lark Hall, and he may indeed be next. This guy is Father Lilyman, played by John Standling. He is now a bishop, and unsurprisingly, dirty and a fucking. Skeetie ass pervert fucking mm. pedo you know? I mean it's crazy. almighty. A fucking pedophile. I mean, all the fact how he goes from a father to a bishop in twenty years, is that even possible?
1: Mm, I'm n I am i do not know how long it takes, but you know, it's possible. Don't know if it takes a quicker twenty years, mind you, but
0: mm. I suppose it is a corrupt government, so why the fuck not? I mean, hmm. why not, exactly. I mean, is he supposed to be the Archbishop of Canterbury? Is that what he is? I think he is the equivalent of the archbishop,
1: because the archbishop of Cam- Canterbury is our highest-ranking mem- yes. member of the clergy. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I Catholic think Church. he, is, yeah, exactly. Um, so I think he is meant to be the equivalent
0: of him. Mm, okay, okay. So Evie is dressed as a schoolgirl, as she has to lure him into a position. where V. Um, kills him. But unfortunately, she is, she like, spews it to this guy, oh my God, you're going to be killed tonight. He thinks it's all a game. Oh, you dirty little girl, come get your, your, your um, confessional sin stuff. And I'm going, you're a fucking pervert old people. Yeah. F-. So then V smashes through the door and he has killed the bishop, leaving a single red rose. And I was going, thank fuck for that, because I was getting yeah. G- creeped out I him was a skeezy bastard
1: <laughs> yeah that outfit um, Evie standing in just unnerved me enough and then the whole scene blade, I was like this is the most disturbing scene in the whole film so far
0: mm-hmm. I love that time he says oh my god you're just my right age I'm going oh you fucking perv
1: yeah and, she, and for a second before it his hand is going oh they have sent someone slightly older and then mm-hmm. it be in that dress then that get up and I was like how much fucking younger did it she looks about 12 in that
0: mm, yeah, yeah so good. I think we find out Evie's supposed to be 21 in this yes so hmm I mean he's a dirty skeezy bastard. so moving on softly so could shows up and tells Finch to back off the Lark Hall investigation or else because his mother was Irish and Irish were almost tolerated in Britain Okay, then, that strike two. <laughs> Absolutely. So everyone runs off uh, to Dietrich for help. Um, and... Sorry, Evie, I don't know, every, I've got everybody in here, so it's fucking Evie. So Evie runs to Dietrich for help, uh, with him telling her his darkest secret, that not only does he have a hidden room, much like Evie does, but he is indeed... Gay, which is a death sentence in twenty thirty two, Britain, you know. Mm. And that pissed me off when I first watched this movie. I was like, oh great.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was like I was like, so and I grew up Britain that's all that is like the third Reich in every way. They are doing, doing the fucking obvious and reverting homosexuality back to sin again. I was like, oh come on.
0: Nothing but test subjects, which is like, mm, Mm -hmm. isn't that lovely of them? So it then cuts to an autopsy room, and we meet Dr. Delia Sutridge, played by Sinead Kruzak. Uh huh. She tells uh, Finch the poisons used in the bodies can be found in any household in England, therefore, it's completely untraceable. (laughs) So smart there being so V's a chemist, but he isn't a hacker. Okay, then. Yeah. I mean, he's a master manipulator and master. master, um, uh, what's he looking for? Uh, shit, a master planner, but he can't do hacking? Hmm.
1: Even I mean, basic. Hmm.
0: Yeah, even basic hacking. I mean, couldn't he have got Evie to hack into certain systems? Because she worked in that place for, what was it, five years or something?
1: Oh, easily he could have, but yeah, I don't... Only, he took to him her grave, why he
0: never? Hmm, so that's true. That's very true. So, Finch pulls out of his pocket a rose, and she says, handily, she's a botanist. Mm-hmm. As you do. And she eyes a flower on the spot. which she does, as she says, I'm sorry, these are now extinct. Okay Kieran, so how the fuck does a rose has been extinct?
1: Yeah, and there's no explanation as to why or how that roast became extinct.
0: Yeah, they just go it's extinct. I'm going. Mm-hmm. What happened to I mean, not, it? I mean, I mean,
1: I don't know, but it does say that she trained a hypnotist before she became the coroner, which mm. is a term for a, a British film I found. But I'm not complaining. It's the same, the same job. Um, but um, so yeah. I uh, will have it like, no, are we not getting an explanation as to why they became a Okay, then, you know.
0: I mean, I love the fact yep. that she, she goes from a botanist to doing autopsies in 20 years. I'm going, that's a leap. Is <laughs> it not what I mean? That's
1: a, that's a hell of a leap. Mm,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And yeah. you'd have to go back and retrain.
0: Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's as so simple as, oh, I'll pick up this knife and slice, slice. and know a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, Jesus as criminals. So later at night at Dr. Surgery's Surgeon's, I could even House, we see V's backstory, not before. She says, sorry, in a beautiful and bittersweet death scene as mm. V has poisoned her in her sleep. Much more gentle way.
1: Absolutely.
0: Minutes later, Finch and Company show up and find Sudrachi's diary, which spills all. Which I love that one. I mean she she had it all written down. I'm going, hmm.
1: Yeah, and I was like, for someone who had changed your identity and changed your name and thing, and with one of the most um what's it called? One of the most wanted women in Britain. Why would you keep a diary of all your previous of your previous life?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I've got myself, I'm going you, are, I've got this fairly thick diary with all your dirty little secrets, all Britain's dirty little secrets isn't it, handily that um, and you kept it for 20 something years and I'm going it's hmm, a bit of there, I mean wouldn't you, have, wouldn't uh, the, the, the party have destroyed all her possessions I mean,
1: I mean, at least not really her, her <laughs> private diary, so she got to keep it, especially when she went on the running thing, but I was like, if you're going to keep a diary let's face it, she you know, she, she clearly intelligent enough that she could have come up with some code even write it all working, I don't know, the periodic table, the symbols and of the, the actual letter you know, that there's some you know, when right, right, you do, a, do an analyst code you know, so they're not going to decipher it anytime soon if mm-hmm. you really wanted to, but yeah, don't write it in English and then leave it out for the world to see.
0: Yeah, I mean, it seems to me like this diary was her scapegoat sort of thing, her way out, out of, of all the problems. It wasn't my problems. It was Ooh. them they forced me to do, here's, here's the proof sort of thing. I'm going, that's a lousy excuse, love. I mean, you could have quite as told the party, fuck off. But oh, absolutely. Mm, yeah. Hmm. Also, I love the fact that Sutter, or Sutter uh, quickly covers us up saying, we can't prove this is not a, a bullshit document, blah, 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 blah. And I'm going, you fucking sack of shit. Yeah. So in flashbacks, we found out what happened at Lark Hall, that every gay and lesbian and bisexual person, I'm guessing, in Britain, all the blacks and all the other quote-unquote undesirables are used as human guinea pigs to find cures for various viruses. Okay then. I mean, I read on Twitter at the start of this this um, pandemic, why not why not test the gays? New Zealand as guinea pigs huh? to find a vaccine and find a cure for for this. I'm going. Okay then. So this isn't that far from
1: no <laughs> from reality. I, unfortunately, if they know the world goes to shit, um, yeah, they always do try and look to, have to be the they keep
0: fighting. fuck. yourself to fuck. Exactly, exactly. So let me find out V's backstory. He's a test subject. I know what survived, hence mm-hmm. V or five. Mm-hmm. And her test gave him superhuman strength and super reflexes, and also I'm guessing an IQ boost.
1: Yeah, m- maybe. Yeah.
0: So in November.
1: you mention that the test subjects are all. Of limited IQ, shall we say? Mm. She hadn't had it when she said, "If only they knew the, you know, the good they were doing for the world." Mhm.
0: Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, in November the fifth of God knows what year, he blows up the lab and then escapes into the night, and that's the one and only time you see Hugo Weaving's face, I believe. So, and you, and he you knows never. As a long shot, sort I
1: was going sort of to mm. say, and you don't even see face in it.
0: Mm-hmm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So next morning, uh, Dietrich, Dietrich rather, makes Evie the same breakfast as V did in her very first morning with him, leading her to think he is indeed V. Yeah, I'm sorry, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, as much as I love Stephen Fry, I can't see him wearing life. <laughs> <laughs> no. You know, I mean, mm. Mm. As back in Scotland Yard, we find out Finch is still digging into their Britain's dark and devious past and then Mm. starts to question what it was all done by the government to get into power and stay in power, much like they have done for the past, I don't know, 100 years or so.
1: (laughs) And and then some easily.
0: Mm. Yeah, I mean... Some people think look the reason why this, this virus was was like uh released into the world is to to give the government more power or various governments around the world more power I and mean, make the people terrified this was a test for the billionaires to see how far they can get away with it. And obviously it worked. Oh, for
1: fuck's sake, I've heard that before. In fact, when about the start of the pandemic, my neighbour, who is completely into conspiracy theory, um, said to me Joe, you do know that he's all man made and it's just it and I was like, what the fuck are you on about? And he was like, Oh, I'm, I'm watching this huge... and he said the name of the YouTube channel and I went, You mm. don't know that's all conspiracy theory and you know, not all conspiracy theory have the hint of truth in them. They could, yeah, but it's to kill but his version of it well, it was to kill all the most powerful people in the world and I was like, So, remind me why the are men, women and children? all over the world dying from it then and he just shut up instantly
0: mm. i mean back in the 90s i worked with this guy who was big into kids business mm. students, everything from fucking moon landings to flat earth to the moon, <laughs> oh, was, no. a moon was hollow small malarkey and he says to me that the u.s government had a virus that was only going to kill the poorest of the poor in society and wipe out everybody who didn't earn a certain amount of money. I'm going, how the fuck did that one work? Yeah. How would the, the, vi- the virus know who's rich and who's not rich? And he goes, I oh, don't want to admit it, I will kill the rich also, but it will kill more of the poor. And I'm thinking, bullshit, but look at what happened during this
1: pandemic. This
0: pandemic. Most people were old and infirm and were poor, whereas hardly any of the rich people died. Mm.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. But like I says, conspiracy theory. Hmm. Mm. One man's truth, one man's bullshit. So, hmm. Absolutely. So anyway, so back to this movie. I love the tech in this that is great, but not it's in the realm of believability, such as a smartphone controlling everything, which it does today. For fuck's sake! I mean, you walk yeah. into a house and go, Alexa, blah 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 blah. You know, or Google. Was it, okay, Google, do this, do this, this, I mean, how far is this technology? Away from reality.
1: Give it five years of mm. that. I mean, mm. God, electric can already lock your front door if you let her.
0: Yeah, that's very true, oh. very true. Yeah, that's very, very true. So later on, we see just how tight the government actually is as a listening and everybody's personal conversations in their own home and then tapping each and every phone in Britain and all the mobile phones are all tapped. That's how much power Suttler actually has Mm-hmm. As his lackeys try to keep a lid on this V problem, everybody mentioned the words V gets bagged and took away, I'm going, okay then, you'd be a bit suspicious how people are just suddenly vanishing in, in, into the night.
1: Yeah, I was like, if no one going hold on a minute, you know, my uncle was there a minute ago and now he's nowhere to be found.
0: Or mm, what happened to the, the old dear house, 57, you know, I mean, yeah, it's fresh air, <laughs> I'm crying out loud, it's like, hmm, suspicious. So back with Dietrich, he watches his TV show as it mocks Suttler. He then makes a fool of him by using a man dressed up as V as the Benny Hill theme plays. The uh, first fast forward action as V <laughs> slips um, on a banana peel and it turns out to be Suttler himself. Therefore, is the government actually controlling both sides of the of the argument as I said earlier is the right wing controlling the left wing to make Mm. the right wing more powerful yep
1: it it did lead it would have been a a great plot twist I thought if it would have turned out it was them all along
0: hmm exactly exactly exactly. although isn't it but because um one of the men wants rid of Sutter because he's a weakling and he wants to take over so was it all them all along you know Mm. I mean, a good way of looking at it, but I don't think it is. Hmm. So anyway, so later that night, District is then black bagged by the Finger Men as Evie has just escaped, and this time she's caught by the Finger Men and dragged to a cell where she is hosed down by ice cold water, has her hair shaved off, and is questioned time and time and time again. However, she refuses to crack. Go her. Although, what is yeah. this
1: from? I have no idea. I wonder if it's that case of fight or flight, where we, you know, that we're all said we're all meant to have, and we don't, you know, we're not meant to realize it until we're put under, you know, such condition. So, mm. you know, I don't know.
0: Mm, I mean, mm, that's very, very interesting. Another mm. uh, fact: how Portman actually shaved her head for this role. So Yes.
1: Uh, respect to her.
0: Although saying that, how hard is to shave her head and got to grow back? It'll grow back in what six months?
1: I I mean, considering her considering her job as an actress, I, I doubt the I doubt the role for flown them well. They had to provide her a wig for the role as well. So
0: mm, that's very true. That's very very true. So days, if not weeks later, um, her cellmate then the next cell starts to pass her notes with her telling her life story that mm-hmm. she was once an actress and she was happy with her girlfriend until the world changed and they lived in fear until they finally found her and her girlfriend and black bagged them both. We find out she is Valerie, played by Natasha huh.
1: And
0: then we see Evie is getting touched, sort of tortured rather, she still refuses to say anything again. How long has this been? I mean, I'm guessing between the uh, the BTN attack and her capture was, what, maybe four days? Yeah. So no more, been, I would
1: say.
0: Yeah, so she's been tortured for at least, what, a month, two months? Easily. Hmm. So let me find out more of Valerie's backstory. Oh, she was born in 1985 and came out in 2007, and her father swiftly threw her out. I mean ew, that's happened quite multiple multiple times so hmm. yeah
1: that that touched a nerve with every mm. gay, gay lesbian and bisexual person watching it I'd imagine
0: yeah yeah but then in 2015 she starred in her first movie this is where she met her wife Ruth played by Mary Stockley it's mm-hmm. here we learned out why these arose at every death scene. That roof grew the Scarlet Carlson. Uh, we find out about America's great war that then spread to Britain. So mm-hmm. the seven, seven attacks then. Hmm. Yeah. Which um, America, uh, I mean, this is what I don't get about this thing. I, America bangs on about nine eleven continually, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, fair enough. It's been what twenty years,
1: yeah.
0: And it was a, a shock and a scandal. What, what was it? Four thousand people died. Oh, more such. than that
1: wasn't
0: that? I'm not sure. I mean, the actual attack itself, I think it was something like four, maybe four and a half thousand. But my point being, how many people died during the 7/7 attacks, and how many people have died during the multiple IRA bombings of the 80s and 90s? Oh,
1: easily double. Mm. I mean, I mean, seven seven had easily double what then eleven had. Not that the, you know, not that whether what or that than the other could. Both of them should never have been allowed to happen in any way, shape, or form.
0: Yes, exactly. Yeah, it should have happened in any way, shape, or form. Mm. We then see on TV settlers power growing as gay men getting dragged out of their beds just because they're different. Finally Ruth is black bagged and they come for Valerie. We then see she is in some facility as V and her are injected by some sort of virus. As in her final note she leaves um, with, she says that she loves her even though she's never met her, she knows and trusts her. And I'm sorry but even now and get kind of choked up about like that. I mean, yeah, uh, the the poor this lesbian couple and injected with God knows what virus and killed the two of them slowly mm-hmm. and painfully. And it's, it's really touching.
1: Uh, so it's really hard. I I had a tear. Um, not gonna admit. I sat and cried when I when that whole scene and the whole we were hearing about Valerie' life story. Um, so I did. It, it just yeah, it hurt me right in the chest. So it did.
0: Mm, yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember in cinema, there was a lot of people stifling and, and mm. there was one next to me who actually cried out loud. I'm like, whoa. So... Wow. Mm, so there, there we have it. Mm. So next morning, Evie is led to her death, but it was all a test by V to give her her inner strength and freedom for fear. She... Then runs off to the roof and screams in relief as rain pours and lightning flashes. She, she's now free. She doesn't give a two fucks anymore. She's now free of fear. She's now free of, of, of intimidation. She's now her own person. Round of applause. <laughs>
1: a very hollow round of applause. I think he could have done a going about a different way to break her spirit that badly, you know.
0: Well, true, true, but she did. He did give her what she wanted yeah. freedom from fear so like I said be careful what you wish for it might just happen
1: may out,
0: however before she goes on celebrating V tells her Dietrich is dead and explains why he did it to give her inner strength and to give her the choice whether or not to do what has to be done mm-hmm. so on the roof as the rain is pouring down we see Evie is then reborn as we see flashbacks to V's rebirth of fire as he escapes the lab, so it's a kind of yin-yang thing there. Yes.
1: You know,
0: Once born of fire, one's born of water.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, hmm. So just before Evie leaves, V shows her the poster of Valerie's movie, and then claims not to know her. But how is that one if the two of them in the cell? I mean... I mean,
1: was in the, she was in the the cell adjacent to his so she, he only knew of her through the letters he passed she passed to him which she gave to Evie in the same manner that Valerie gave them to him. Mm-hmm. So he know her he only know of her from
0: the letter Okay, that's, that's fair enough then. then. So, before leaving, V asked to see Evie one final time on the 5th of November, which is, I'm guessing, a few months away mm. in this timeline. She walks yeah. away in disgust with him, and then he just walks away and smashes a mirror. And then the two of break down in tears. I'm going, Oh, Karen, just how draining was this experience for both of these people?
1: Yeah, because he did say that the experience of keeping her locked up and things like that, he did say that many a time he wanted to end it and let her out, but in a way, like you said, he was doing it for her own good because he was making her, almost making her the person she always wanted to be by stronger and making her completely detached from any sort of fear of things. So, you know, it was... It, I can understand it would have been just this hard for him to see her locked up and go through all of that. What it was for her to go through it all.
0: mm Yeah. All the pain and the mm. torture and the the waterboarding and the such. I'm going. Ooh, I mean, there must be something really sick inside of V's own soul, thinking that to his soulmate, so to speak.
1: Yeah. You know? And the thing, if he, um, if he could. I mean, I I get why he did it in that particular way. He he had to completely break her in order to make her stronger. Um the only way she they she would truly find out if if she could ever be stronger than what she wanted to be. But you know, you could think you do think the way she could have did it and held back a bit. So it, you know, let's like face it, waterboarding and torture and whatever else was all bit too and they. Uh, the brain of a boiling hot water and things like that you know a bit too much in my book
0: well technically it was ice cold water i mean it was a shock to the senses not to fucking roast her alive it was basically wow. waterboarding so mm. but yeah like i said yeah even waterboarding is a bit much i mean he fed her gruel in essence for months yeah so hmm so back at the party HQ, they all discussed just how V is going to block the House of Parliament. Them saying by air is most likely, is that 2 9 hmm. mm, yes. However, Finch says, no, the only possible way to do it is by underground. Again, is that 7-7? Seven, seven? Hmm. It
1: is a bit, is And then they make the head going, oh, but all the old underground leading to Parliament, which is true. They are still there. They're just all mm. Uh, well, bricked up. Um, yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, yeah. And
0: then, you know, I mean, I just love it in their utter smugness. I just laugh at one. It's, that's impossible. Uh, it would take forever to unbrick that. Yeah, he's planned this for twenty years. Hello.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I was gonna. I wasn't wanting to spoil the continuing part, the the part coming. But yeah, they are saying how impossible it is, and then we find out that. He's been so it's not that mm
0: mm-hmm. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. it's quite nasty. So back yeah. at Scotland, New Scotland Yard, Dominic tells Finch about three fingered men under Creedy that after Saint Mary's, all but one killed themselves, which leads to V. They uh-huh. think that V is actually one of the fingered men.
1: Yeah.
0: And then Saddler. Uh, we get Siddler's backstory rather as finch thinks we've here is v actually a real person or is he just a myth just a legend and i'm going he's a fucking living breathing human being
1: yeah exactly
0: trying <laughs> that loud um no it was i know oh yes um well, don't what have i got about this movie right if finch can find all this information relatively easy why couldn't v find his stuff or anybody else find his stuff yeah I mean, I, I get the fact that the government could, and uh, probably is actually, um, banning things from internet, much like the, the, the Chinese government is doing right now, mm-hmm. so maybe he can use back channels to get information, or police channels to get information, but couldn't have V found this stuff?
1: So then or, again, do you, do you think maybe we were too wrapped up on vengeance to, for possible. lack of a better word, think straight enough to sort it out and track mm. it down?
0: I suppose that's very true. It's very, very true. So like I says, so um, Finch finds it about Sadler's rise to power and all its Nazi-esque glory. Mm. Uh, how he rigged the election to give him extreme power over, absolute power rather, over Britain. And the way the various waves of virus outbreaks and terror attacks kept the the British public in fear, giving him ultimate power. Yes. Yeah. Again, does it sound suspicious like today? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, this thing was written in, was it, 80s, early 80s? Yeah.
1: So,
0: hmm, they predicted what was going to happen in 2020 something. So, hmm. Hmm. So, V uh, tells Finch to put Creedy under watch because apparently V's been dressed up as an old man sort of thing and feeding him information. Well, I'm going. Huh. So if V knew about this shit, why not just print it off and and put like put over a place in, in a, like a newsletter sort of thing, or have a radio broadcast or a television broadcast and spew this stuff out like continually? Of...
1: When V was dressed up as the old, the old man and he met he met with Finch in the alleyway, mm-hmm. he was telling him what he wanted to hear. There was no truth in it.
0: Mm-hmm. I suppose that's true. That's very true. So I mean, so that night, V gives Creedy a deal: give him Sutter, and he gets Britain, which I think means that they're going to run the world. I think that's how that one works. I'm not sure.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm. So weeks later, Finch is told the final fingerman died 20 years earlier, that he was a John Doe. With mm-hmm. that, Finch snaps and it finally realises who V is and this is now his vendetta to stop V at all costs. I'm going, how would you figure out who V is? I mean there's no information at all, all the records were destroyed.
1: No he didn't figure out who V is, he, when they met the old man, when he met V dressed up with the old man in, a, in that alleyway, he thought he was talking to the last remaining, um what they called, the last m- um, and Nelly said fingersmith, which is something else. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, he thought he was talking to the last remaining fingerman that hadn't died or killed himself from that era. And then only then, when he realized no, he's been dead for 20 years, they've only now recently they identified his body, that he realized he, he was inching away from fee and he didn't know. Mm,
0: mm. This is why he's now out for blood, so to speak. I mean yeah. he wants a personal vendetta to personally stop this thing from happening. Uh-huh. Okay then. Okay, then. fair enough then. So it's now Halloween, handed that how time flies. And V sends out hundreds, if not thousands, of the V outfits to every household in London which causes utter fucking chaos as people rob shops, run amok and spray the V-sign everywhere. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Shouldn't have um, done that, I don't know, years earlier? <laughs>
1: well, yeah, try to build up his followers. And yeah, he was kind of, and I'm sure he points it out to me as well, he was kind of taking a very big risk, just, you know, no more than all these masks up in the port and you know taking a big risk that enough would turn up to hide your cover
0: Mm, yes that's very true that's very very true so this leads to Subtler banning the masks and bagging everybody who's wearing it including a little girl who was a little girl from earlier wearing thick black framed glasses as she is shot in the face by a, a finger man as the people finally rise up Mm. All the while, V is setting up a domino display as he's putting his plan into motion. After yet another riot, martial law is then called as there's a private army of creedy lackeys all descending upon London. I'm thinking, if this government was in power for 20 plus years, would it already have martial law? Isn't that what a fucking curfew is?
1: Yes, that is.
0: Hmm, hmm. So, finally, V flicks at one of the dominoes and all come crashing down, all but the last one, Evie. So, he's putting it all on her shoulders then. Yes. Which is not fair to her because this is his vengeance, not hers.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, hmm. So, it's the morning of the 5th and Evie shows back up at V's and has a dance with her to Cry River by who was it again was was it i can't remember now um um i have no idea let's see if we can quit all of getting off the top just justin timberly <laughs> you know
1: no was it um
0: was it all elephant elephant? Elephant?
1: i think it was
0: Anyway, moving on swiftly. So back at the party HQ, Suttler is again on a big screen barking orders at his underlings that if V falls through, Creedy is then for the chop. Hmm, So basically, this guy's a fucking arsehole and is running in fear. Yes. Basically. So after the dance, V shows Evie his own personal subway station, a subway train rather, which he plans to blow up Parliament using all the TNTs, he's got little hands on, only mm-hmm. if she wants it to happen. Again, that's putting far too much on her shoulders.
1: Yeah, that was a bit... I thought that was a bit of a dick move of him, to be perfectly honest. Like, you know, he says, I've got a present for you. And yeah, OK, it's the original um, subway stations that take you to the... Or at least a mock-up of him it take you to Parliament that he's managed to uncover and restore and thing and he's got a train in there. But you know, then to travel and go to whether it blows up or not. I was a bit I was a bit miffed at him. Mm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean can you explain how he managed to get this the subway stations back up and running, how he get power to the tracks, Have mm. he stole one of the trains and such for anybody finding out about it so
1: yeah, all I say is that he spent 20 years uh, uncovering the the station and repairing some of the tracks. And I'm like, where well, did you get the material to repair those tracks?
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, exactly. 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 <laughs> and nobody saw you doing this. You try to say to me, not one homeless person in Britain, or London rather, found this station opened again and went, oh hello, they supposed to sleep. And did you see this guy carrying out tons of rubbish and, and refuge and such and bits of, yeah. of uh, stonework you know so hmm
1: and, and not to mention the train i mean you try to tell me there's not a train company in the whole of britain me hold on a minute we're missing one I'm
0: missing a train yeah or a power company's went wait a minute here why is that giving power to this yeah this train has been shut down for 20 odd years so hmm hmm like i says the, the end of this movie kind of stretches credibility just a a teeny bit for for my liking
1: the second half a little bit
0: hit and miss Mm. so in the meantime finch is looking at subway trains and tracks trying desperately to figure out where the hell these train is and i'm going how would you know where the hell (laughs) i mean have you been on on london underground it's a fucking spaghetti junction (laughs) Uh, is a complete joke the way they fucking design that it, thing it's, it's a fucking nightmare to go on uh, the time. so anyway so off V goes to kill Suttler however Creedy ambushes him and V is shot multiple times as Suttler spews out more hate on TV via a recording before Creedy shoots V he shoots Suttler in the head as he begs for his life come a disgusting vile creep Again, this was Sadler's plan to get control of power over Britain. Mm. Like I says, it was the right wing controlling the left thing all along.
1: Yep. Yeah. yeah. You do make a plausible
0: theory. So, badly wounded, V kills the, uh, the ambushing... Uh, ambushing... If I can celebrate. Um, Oh, you, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> kills the cops... And he finally kills Kree. I love the, the solution Matrix-esque effects here as the, the, the knives, the sai knives are whizzing mm. past and killing people. Was it says It says you may be fast, but are you fast enough to, to reload your guns? And the he fair, kills fair. every fair. single one of them. I love that one. Mm-hmm. So in a flurry of knives and blood, he takes down every single police officer. And as I say, this is Matrix-like bullet time, the news, and this effect actually works quite well. Yeah, it does. I mean, what would you think about the whole Matrix-bullet time thing? It, it was really,
1: it was well used, well placed within the movie. Um, so it was to do on the only point within the movie they could have got away with that. Um, the effect of that scene was, yeah, great, I can't fault it. I liked how, you know, he had this, you know, Throat, just randomly thrown nice in any direction and it, was, it hit one square in the center of the forehead you know mm, just mm, great mm, the way mm, it was mm. done
0: although to me I don't like this sport effect it was done to death uh, after matrix movies and it took what about 10 15 years to get rid of the fucking thing and unfortunately it'll be back when the matrix is fucking rebooted oh, no. it's like oh god no no another 20 years of bloody slow motion bullet time cramp it's like oh fuck which gritty <laughs> anyway moving on so after hearing the gunfire finch hunts down v's hiding place finding it not before v stumbles into evie's arms and dies she places him on the train surrounded by roses and explosives and Finch fights him and goes, don't go do it. I love the sort of standoff she has. I mean, he pulls mm. a gun in her and he's about to shoot her. She just stands on the ground and goes, nope, this is going down like a lumpet." Yeah. In the meantime, every single Londoner all dress up as V and charge Parliament Square, only to be held back at gunpoint, except the army lets them lets go. I love that one. They just couldn't. We shouldn't let people and just let them all charge. Yeah,
1: just let them all pass. Mm. Yeah.
0: So as I says, so Finch finds Evie and she pulls a lever and talks Finch down to shooting her, sending the train down the tracks as the people march on Parliament as Big Big Ben sticks midnight, it blows up as 18, 12, What 1812 sure your plays over a tannit system. Fireworks explode and people remove their masks, showing some of the dead in their group such as Valerie from earlier and a little girl and Dietrich. So was that a metaphor or were they all fake? Um, I like to think it's a metaphor. Mm. I, I like to think
1: this
0: movie
1: is far too intelligent enough that it's just
0: Fake. Mm, mm I mean I get it as a metaphor that each person was supposed to be um the ideal of V himself. Yeah. So they take off the mask and they're now themselves. But it sort of threw me for a hope the first time I watched because maybe when I hear she's dead and they're dead and he's dead and oh okay then <laughs> you know I start went a bit cross eyed. <laughs> <laughs> so basically that's it. Credits are now rolling. That was indeed a v for Vendetta and I've got to see here, this, as I said to you, is one of uh, the best movies I've seen in a while. I mean, this is very thought, thought-provoking and very, very much piss you off. But in saying that, the acting is, a, is fantastic, the script is tight except for the last 20 minutes or so, it can have false species there. But this thing works and will either piss you off or give you such a feeling of elation, it's unbelievable. So, what do you say about this?
1: Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, this is Natalie Portman's best performance by far, I think. And um, You know, this movie left me speechless. Um, firstly, the dialogue and the scripts, I mean, they're intense, they're honest, and they're intelligent. I was surprised. I, I had never seen the movie before, but I'd heard enough about it that I was completely on the fence as to whether I was going to like it or not, so it, you know, it was a pleasant surprise. Um, and you know, secondly, Hugo Weaver, uh, weaving, sorry, performing. You know, it just grabs you from the start. He get the hardest dialogue I've seen in I've seen in any film today, I think, and he delivers them effortlessly with um, so much charisma. It's, you know, it, it was amazing for me. That that movie, uh, a masterpiece. I mean, mirroring of current event. A little, little too close to the bone, to be mm-hmm. honest. Um, but you know, um, I, I love how they have that link to the Guy Guy Fawkes Gunpowder Plot, and how they managed to keep it going through keep that team going throughout the movie as well. I mean we watched so many movies where they just lose the main theme by about ten minutes in and that what was that a two hour a just mm-hmm. over two hour movie and they never once lost that theme. Um you know that was that was a pleasant surprise. That's probably one reason why I will re watch it again at some point. I mean I was moved to tears when V die but part of me was screaming at Evie just to take his mask off so we could see what it looked like under it. But I was mm. just mean. And the CGI were, you know, great. If you didn't know any better, you'd have thought, hold on a minute, is that really the old Bailey and Big Ben going up? You know?
0: Mm. Actually, I think they were models, not CGI. I think they were miniature oh, they, models. that blew up. <laughs> you know?
1: That that explains why they looked so convincing then. Mm. Mm. Yeah.
0: I mean, What I like about this movie is it shows you not to be so comfort uh, so soft so so easy and so comfortable in this world because just like that it can be taken away Gay rights can be destroyed i mean there's this whole gen z saying oh yes gay rights so are never going to leave yes they will it happened in the 60s it happened in the 70s it happened in the 90s it will happen again we're in a 10 15 year cycle and we're right at the pinnacle of that cycle Soon it's going to yeah. go back down and we're that- going to have yeah, we're going to have our gay rights stripped back. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, there's no, oh my God, there's no, there, there isn't 7.2 billion sexualities. There's only two or three, you know, there isn't 9.10 billion genders. There's only two genders because it's amazing how fast that will change when all this buzz thing and all the bubble bursts. I want to see how fast it snaps back to to reality.
1: Yeah. And it's a great movie for um, just because people are empowered, doesn't mean to say they know what they're doing and they're doing the right thing for the yeah. country.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think the movie's um, about complacency. Yeah. What or not you're going to be stuck in your cushy little job, your cushy little lifestyle, or what what's going to happen because they, they haven't nothing planned for the future. It's just their own little cushy way of seeing things, how easy it is to control things and Mm-hmm. And I'm going, yeah, that's a warning for us right now. I mean, mm-hmm. we get too complacent in our cushy little tech bubbles, you know, our little, oh, our little safe spaces and such. And I'm going, no, you have to go into the dark areas and forcefully into it because you can't stay in your little safe places. because this, the safe places will soon be shrunk and the dark will take over.
1: Absolutely. And this,
0: this is what I hate about the old generation. Oh my God, you can't talk to me about that because I'm triggered be triggered then for fuck's sake stand up for yourself you little fucking wimp you little wuss stop being such a little fucking pansy and stand up for yeah. yourself! oh my god i'm triggered i'm gonna to go to my little safe space oh i'm gonna have you canceled take that like oh fuck off you little yeah, shit wait. grow a backbone yes grow yeah. the fuck up you're not fucking yeah. six anymore you're 22 years old or whatever the fuck age you are grow the fuck up but anyway moving on <clears throat> <laughs> Let us score us out of five, one being dog shit, and five being solid gold. I'm going to give this thing a 10 out of five. Fuck it, I'm breaking my own rules here.
1: <laughs> a nice one. So, um, what do you I'm give giving, this I'm giving it five, yeah.
0: know. Okay, Good done. Fair enough then, fair enough. <laughs> right then, so let's wrap this up. So, thank you for listening and don't forget to like follow share and comment also you can follow us on twitter at two geeks pod. you can follow me on twitter at here's johnny's pod and you follow joanne on twitter at two
1: GeeksJoanne.
0: okay we also have an instagram and facebook account which is two geeks talk movies we also have an email address you Want to email us a movie suggestion to two geeks uh, it's again two geeks talk now our next movie will be I what the next movie gonna be? <laughs>
1: um I had mentioned George Orwell,
0: nineteen
1: eighty
0: four. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Mm, maybe
1: that. Uh, maybe maybe I'll find something a little less uh, depressing.
0: Hmm. Mm. I mean I was planning on doing Freddy versus Jason, but I'm not sure. I might mm. just shelf that one uh, for later. Um, I might do The Wicker Man
1: Ooh, uh, if I yeah. can find it You know, the, the original not the
0: yeah it's the, not the shitty remake no no, not the, no oh my offense god
1: the bees Yeah, no offence to Nicolas Cage an actor but that's shit that movie
0: all offence to Nicolas Cage i an actor that movie's <laughs> shit <laughs> Alex says I have no idea what we're doing for next podcast so tune in for then
1: yeah we wanted it then
0: uh yeah, yeah, one of them or something completely different, you know. Um like I guess says I am going off to watch the fireworks or as Land of death calls them, Skyflowers. Bye.